Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast, the risk-tickling world of virology, brought to you by the dynamic duo of two Montreal watch enthusiasts. Enjoy dad jokes and bed puns as we deep dive into new releases, trends, reviews, and everything watch-related. Now sit back and rest assured you'll have a good time. Hello, friends. Oh boy, we have a good episode for you today. Like, if there was a Richter scale of watch podcast episodes... This would be like a seven and a half. Much higher than the earthquakes they had in California yesterday. Yeah, like causes significant damage and uh, <laughs> makes you feel so, empty inside. And yeah, yeah, like you, you lose. We're about to ruin your, your week. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's so good, you'll lose your. You feel like you lost your house from exactly. the earthquake. That's that's what it looks feels like. So we've done a few lists before. We would try to pick best watches of certain values or maybe specific budgets to make a collection, and they decided to take another shot at it and build a watch collection if you could only buy from one brand. But the caveat is, uh, it's, it cannot be just any brand. It has to be specifically an independent yeah. brand. So how do you define independent, right? I'm sure everyone's super excited. We have to, we'll have to define yeah. ourselves, how we define independent brand. Exactly. Uh, as long as it fits with the watches that I picked. Okay. That's how I'm going to define the independent brand. Does it make sense? Yes, then it, <laughs> it, <is>. was, <laughs> it works. It was independent at some point before it was acquired by this huge exactly. conglomerate. <laughs> I'm going with but, Tissot. Uh, it's like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> the truly independent. Well, I mean, they started as a jewelry shop in 1854. Exactly. So <laughs> there you go. It was independent for the first two years. Yeah. yeah so I'm sure everybody's super excited to, to listen to this episode. But before we go, let's uh, do a quick wrist check. I am wearing a Nomos... Tangente 30 millimeters with the display case back on the Nomos bracelet. I don't have the reference. I should have it, but I don't. Maybe it's on the back of the watch. Well, if it's not, then maybe you have a fake one. Exactly. Nope. It's not on this one. Fake. <laughs> All right. What about you, Dimitri? What are you wearing? Well, that was a uh... That was an exciting uh, wrist check? check for you. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. I, uh, I'm wearing my Explorer uh, 36, uh, reference number 124270. You know, I'm prepared. Oh, clearly. <laughs> Actually, I looked it up as you were, as you decided to you mention the reference number. Like, oh, shit, I got to get it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it seems that I'm wearing it on Mondays often. Uh, first day of the week when I go to work and uh, it just sits on my day for the rest of the day. It's great. I love it. Excellent. I've talked about it a million times. I uh, highly recommend to anybody who wants to have a Gada watch, this could be one of those. Should do a whole episode on that. And the Joe Biden's should uh, do digest. A, an episode Entirely on Rolex Explorer alternatives. That, that could be, be fun. fun. Those alternative ones, yeah. people tend to like them. It's always fun to look up what kind of alternatives we have. And then we can actually do it from like low price all the way up to the comparable to Rolex and then maybe even higher than Rolex into those like really insane expensive brands, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's do that. So let's, uh, before we go, let's jump into the news. Oh, yes, the news. I have a few. Items I want to share here. First one. Have you seen Yema? They just introduced this new Sumerian dive watch. It's a contemporary I diver have, designed by a I pro. I looked too much into I this. saw this. I go, oh, I didn't know Breitling Re Super Ocean re released a new version of their watch. Very, very similar to Breitling. I don't know what to make of it. Two, uh, like three, four color dials. There's like a two black dials, one with different color bezels. Then there's like a green one, a blue one, and a all black. Very nice, very 70s style. Good on Yema. Just, I think the cachet of this one is that apparently was designed by a, a professional diver. Good price though. Retail price is like $8.90 on rubber. Got to wear protection, folks. And $9.90 on the bracelet. So uh, interesting. Beads of rice, plus or minus 10 seconds into their Yema 2000 caliber that they describe as a um, in-house built on their own foundation of their own movement. And uh, it's interesting. What do you think of this one? It's pretty, but I never... Like, Yama, Yamas are nice, but I'm kind of scared about uh, just the stories behind Yama, yeah. about the uh, price slashing, the customer service. It's a nice watch. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that they've made what's five or six slightly different variations, mm -hmm. right? They're not really that different from each other. Just to kind of, I guess, try to hit all the possible... The whole market, yeah. and uh, but uh, visually, it's a beautiful. That's happening watch. a lot, though, right? In a lot of brands, I find that they're coming out with like a uh, an, an assortment of colors to make sure there's something for everyone, right? You always see them like in pairs of five. Oh, this is the Aquaterra line. Boom. Here's the Seamaster line. Boom. Here's the now this one, the Yama one, and then we're seeing it, right? It's a pretty watch, like design-wise. It's 
Interesting. She screams Breitling. Uh, but, well, it whispers yeah. to me, Breitling. It doesn't really... But I, I don't like that. You know, I don't like the idea of a lot of different var- color variations. Yeah. For me, less is more when the new watch is released. Absolutely. Uh, right? Like, you know, you have a new design, we'll make two different versions or three different versions. Yeah. And make them very different enough that each individual one deserves to be kind of bought separately. Things I like on Not this just one, like the, a different color bezel. The tip on the seconds hand. I like the the dash between the numbers on the bezel. So it's like two dash zero almost, or not dash, like backslash or mm-hmm. straight, whatever you want to call that slash. But it's not a slash because it's straight. And then the mm-hmm. what I don't like the inside track. It's like the sector dial. They put in the hours, like the one, two, three, all the way to twelve. So that's something weird. I like the. The use of the logo, I wouldn't have written Yema. Just the logo would have been nice. Call it, the, but it's the Yema Sumerin, and I think it has cred because it is designed by a professional diver that works for Yema that collaborates with them. But otherwise, yeah, it's fine. Looks like a Britling Super Ocean to me. The other thing in the news, I received an email, and it was called a family affair, and I was like, oh, uh, so Paulin, we were in wind up, and we saw Paulin. That was their P-A-U-L-I-N. They're a watch brand. Uh, and they may ring a bell because Pollen was created and owned by the wife to one of the owners of Anordain. And what's happened in the news now is that Anordain's now bought Pollen. They collaborated on a release before. But it's um, they finally, I guess, <laughs> tied the knot. <laughs> uh, and now, um, yeah, they're one single brand. So make of that what you will. Either it's going to make uh, an ordain more affordable and accessible, or it's going to make pollen more expensive and inaccessible. <laughs> Difficult to acquire. They make some nice watches. I think they have fun with their dials. Really want to get this. And um, they don't take themselves too seriously. Nice folks. I don't think they were big fans of us when we met them, though. <laughs> because of our um because of the type of jokes that we just make now <laughs> like this <laughs> so yeah it's oh, quite yeah. possible a, it's quite possible there are other yeah. reasons to it so anyway yeah, yeah we perhaps. still love you though <laughs> uh, yeah it's a uh, it's uh they're nice watches not for me i i'm i, I don't necessarily like the bright colors but uh to be honest uh, i was i'm curious how different were they before how independent from each other they, were they i don't before? think that they were too and much they, if you look at the design cues between anordain and Pauline, right they're Something, very similar yeah. but positioned in a different price segment much different yeah very, very cool, cool. uh very next cool. one that i saw nice release again improvement swatch Swatch had a little uh, quiet reveal of a telemeter, not the chronograph, just the three-hander. Very nice. Did you see? The Ooh. device. It, very no, like, not, actually, well done, seen. vintage. Good on on the Tissot, which is doing quite well. And outside of just the PRX, have had some really nice releases. Um, they're getting better and better. Like most Swatch Group releases this past couple of years with Longines, et cetera. They're just doing really great things there. But Tissot uh, revealed over the weekend very quietly. They didn't see much news on it. This little telemeter and not the chronograph. Um, let me see if I have, can even find the... Do you have the references? I see you looking it up there, Tease. Ah, here it is. It is the Tissot Vintages Heritage 1938 chronometer and small seconds. Comes in three color variations, black, one in salmon, and the other one's black with a white railroad ring around it, a date wheel, and a off-color uh, small seconds. So they were introduced uh, this weekend. Chronometer certified watches from Tissot. Very well made. I really like it. Let me know if you don't, if you haven't found it, Dimitri, and I'll send it. Yeah. No, I got it. I found it. I'm looking on the official website. So there are three very different nice color summer. variations, right? Uh, very cool. Um, um, this is the, it's the, the, the 2895 ETA movement. Yep. So you're coming in 39 millimeter Dash diameter, two. 11 millimeters in high ferry Calatrava inspiration, I find. Um, 50 meters of water resistance, like a great little field watch. So what matters is that I like the way it's written chronomate on the dial. Some may not like it. It has a nice gold rotor uh, or gold finished rotor. Uh, 20 millimeter lug width tapers down to 18. Uh, I think this watch is like 870 euros. <laughs> Not bad for chronometer automatic watch from Tissot, display case back. Very, very nice. Exactly. And I was just going to say that, like, pro looking at the price, right? For what, yeah. 1500 bucks, you get a chronometer certified watch that looks very nice and very dressy from a brand that's, you know, reputable and. You know, has good movements and is easy to replace. Service any anywhere. issues. Yeah. Uh, it's, so those are three tidbits. I have one more release, but why don't you go next? Yeah, uh, maybe I'll because I only have one. And just to add, I watched the Teddy Baldassar video yesterday when he did. Um, uh, I think it was like a playoff bracket between 
uh, I think it was Best Watch Under a Thousand Dollars or something like that, and uh, PRX won. And this wasn't him. It was, uh, I think, based on against his listeners or well, his viewers voting. I think it was an alpinist, a classic alpinist, the green okay. one. Okay. And who was the semifinals? Do you know? Well, so not the, not, so not the classic alpinist, the the alpinist yeah, that with the compass, uh, like the one of the new mm-hmm. releases. Yeah, the compass. Yeah, not the original. Let's say mm. alpinist. There's a bunch of other stuff. There was, uh, you know, there was a bunch of Seikos. Obviously, there was a Seiko GMT, the Seiko Five. There was uh, a few Hamiltons. Uh, there was a G-Shock at the beginning. I can't remember. There was a bunch of watches. I think it was a. I think it was a round of sixteen. Amazing. First walk bracket. us through all of it. So it was like pretty, a, I'm actually going to go find a tenny ball. Yeah. Yeah. did it. Let's yeah, walk. Must be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was released yesterday. I mean, for anybody who's listening last week. I'm glad that he had fans vote as opposed to just like, I conclude. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Because it's, it's interesting to see, because he also has eno- enough viewers that he could basically have thousands of people voting for each individual bracket. So that's, 100%. that's great, yeah. Most of the times, actually, when I read the, I watch YouTube content on watches, I like to read the comments as well, see what they opinion is all insults <laughs> shut your <Sometimes>. mouth <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah what were you uh what was your re- was that your release no i was <laughs> really not not at all so my release is uh my release is from union glasuta it's uh i've talked about it and i think you talked about yeah. it before as well one of the episodes when we did the german brands this one is um uh let's say a lesser known brand uh, from glasuta and you know not to take anything from from it because it's a great brand they're wholly owned by the Swatch Group since 2000. Uh, they do have heritage dating back to 1893. They're producing pocket watches, and now they offer a, a whole portfolio of different mechanical watches. So this one is the Belisar collection. It's one of their six collections. They have recently released a and they ha- a dive watch, the Belisar Date Sport Pro. They've had a Belisar Date before, which is a diver watch, and this mm-hmm. one is a pro version. Uh, so you know what makes a difference uh, from uh, from the other model is that, well, this one has a 300 meter water resistance. To be honest, I'm not sure if the other one doesn't have that. I think it might be the same. It's a 42 millimeter stainless steel case with a screw down crown, unidirectional rotating bezel, super luminova. Now, an, a notable feature is that it has a protective screw down case flanks. So on the side of the case, you have like flanks screwed on to the case. I think that makes the watch look super unique, more tooly. And there are different versions of this watch. The steel one has steel flanks, but there's also one that's a PVD coated black one. It's an interesting design choice. I don't think I can. I've seen it on different on watches before. I think it works. It's interesting at least. It has a unique knurling on the bezel as well, so it kind of sets it apart from the other watches. It has the um, in-house UNG 07s one movement, silicone balance spring for protection against the magnetic fields and shocks. Uh, open case back revealing glassoot stripes and the union logo also 60 hours of power reserve it comes i think in two colors and goes for 2750 or 2850 euros depending on whatever you choose as a uh, wearing option bracelet or strap or if that is about 4200 canadian dollars for the bracelet version not cheap i think we agree that this is one of those brands you could probably Find a gray market dealer. This is pretty well, like, you know, out there. You could probably get a discount. Don't, do not hesitate to try that. It's, it's not one of those that you'll have to pay full MSRP. For sure. Probably consider, probably consider that price a little bit less tax in. I think you can find that. Go to Chrono24. They have a lot of authorized dealers there that are willing to make you a good deal. Yeah, for sure. So it's a nice looking watch. I think it's a decent alternative for somebody who doesn't want to go with a standard, you know, like four or $5,000 uh, diver watches. Hell, and you're getting something from Glassuit. Uh, and it's actually quite thick, uh, quite thin. Sorry, it's a, that's one thing I forgot to mention. I think that's quite awesome for a watch that has a 300 meter water resistance. This one is only 11.9 yeah. millimeters thick, which is cool. Yeah, right very there. Wearable. Right by the, the Rolex is 12. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So, very cool. Uh, very nice watch. Very nice. I have two little quick releases that I thought people should look up without going to too much. Young Hands did something very nice. They came out with something very new and, might I say, colorful. They came out with the new Meister Fine Automatic. Three colors. There's a pink, there's a green, and there's a blue. Straps to match to boot. The watches come in at 39.5, 10.3 millimeter stainless steel cases, which the Young Hands case is very unique. You can find these. And uh, they come in, they're called Blackberry, Moss Green, and Arctic Blue. Very unique for Young Hands to come with these kinds of colors. Dome sunburst dials. Very beautiful. They have the elongated indices, a date with the date wheel and the uh, font of the date to match with the actual color. So it blends perfectly. Jung hands written at the six and at the 12 o'clock, there's like 
eight diamonds. Right now, I'm seeing it a lot on women's wrists in terms of the pictures, but this is uh, can easily be worn by men at the 39.5 millimeters that you'll see there. It has a base ETA, which is their Young Hands 800.1 self-winding movement, 38 hours of power reserve. The watch has 50 meters of water resistance, retails at 1,390 euros. Probably you can get it at a discount. I like what Young Hands is doing here. Finally, some color. They're exploring what they can do with that Bauhaus design. Beautiful watch. Very nice. I think it's just the right amount of fun and still keeping that minimalistic uh, beauty that Young Hands does so well. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's an interesting release, and I haven't looked too much at it, so I kind of just opened it up as you were talking about it. It's true, it's not often that you see colorful watches like this from Junghans. Pretty cool. What, how much does it go for? 1,390 euros, but that's at MSRP. You probably get it for a little less, not limited. I mean, it's a lot of fun. You see it as a unisex watch. What's That's what they're showing. They have women's wrists on it. Yeah. And it's fun. I think it's it's a good step. It's totally great because you get an automatic movement that's a very thin watch itself, 10.3 millimeters, yep. colorful uh, from a very reputable brand for that price. Yep. It's you know it's a good way to spend money without losing it. Yeah. The last one, which a big surprise to me, Hanhard came out with some really with a new watch called the Hanhard's the Elegant Pioneer Silva. So what's different about this one, Hanhard being well known for their stopwatches and chronograph movements specifically. As we all know from the 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 handheart that was worn even by Steve McQueen, but they came out with a three-hander watch. There's a white dial or cream dial, whatever you want to call it, along with a black dial. It has a very svelte case, similar to that of what you find from Young Hands, as it almost feels like the the movement is, is when the dial is fit within the case. It's based on an archival series, the Cal 36 and slash 39, which was reinterpreted. So the watch is just absolutely beautiful. You have like this Calatrava dial of the 10, 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10 with indice points. In between them, the watch runs on a Salida SW200, uh, but it's a really nice 38 millimeter watch, 10 millimeters in height, fits under a sleeve, very nice minimalism, but still pops quite a bit. It is not a flashy watch, but it has pop. The black is very deep. The white is very stark. This watch comes in at 890 euros on Hanhart's website. This one going to be tougher, tougher to get a deal on because they really just, I don't even think you can buy Hanhart in North America unless you go through watch buys. They're very strict about that. So this is a, a very nice and very surprising release from Hanhart. I didn't see it coming. Well done on a non-chronograph watch for Hanhart. What do you think? I agree. This is probably my favorite of the releases that you talked about so far today. Excellent. I'm, I don't know why, but I was thinking about like the uh, Zin uh, 1736 or 46 classic, right? Uh, well, either of the two. Yeah, the classic, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, 556 is a bit more, Zin 556 is a bit more Thule, but this is great for uh, a 38 uh, millimeter model, right? Nice watch, good movement. Everyday dress watch great. sort of thing. Estelita is W200. Uh, price is 890 euros. Beautiful watch uh, based on the historical v version. By the way, the historical version, the model Carl 36 slash 39 is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, has it like, is. Uh, it has like a bronze yeah. kind of case with the bronze subdial. Right? Oof. I mean, you know, they could they very could nice. uh, they could probably put a subdial in there as well if there's room, right? If they put a different movement. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, I'm loving this. Oh, um, yes. It's, uh, it's super wearable, it looks like. So good on them. Awesome. Good on them. Like to see what they keep doing with that collection. So those are my news of the week. I didn't go into big, big detail, but just little nitbits here of what I saw. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Very good. All right. So let's jump into the topic. We prepared a watch collection that has to be from one brand, but specifically has to be an independent brand. And each of us picked a brand we are choosing. And we'll surprise each other with uh, our picks. You know, episode idea right on the spot. Next time we do a subject... We have to do each other's picks. <laughs> that could be fun. That could be fun. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what we can also do is do each other's picks, but like don't share them with each other before so that I can be surprised. You'll be like, and you have to talk about them on the spot. The episode. Just to show how little we actually know about watches without preparation. Or how well you know to use ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how quickly you are using ChatGPT on the fly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm only trained to answer the questions up to 2021. Ah, oh, yeah. should be reading straight from ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's not about Zen. Shall you I go, go first? first? Yes. Yeah. I chose, and that's why I did such a maybe a boring wrist check. Nomos Glashut, founded in 1990, 
shortly after the reunification of Germany. It was established by Roland uh, Schwartner with the goal of reviving watchmaking tradition of Glashütte. So Glashütte, if people don't know, it's kind of like this mecca of watchmaking based out of Germany. And I think that uh, Nomos, since the 1990s, has made a huge stir in the watch community as being able to find, and it often comes up in like independent, in-house, you hear that a lot, and bang for buck. So if I were to define independent as a brand that's one, that not under any consortium or other parent company or grouping, two, uh, the most of the means, if not all of it, and in this case, uh, Nomos, uh, 95% of their watchmaking is all done in-house. Uh, of, of what they produce. So that is something that I find, that's how I define independent. So if, and everyone should know, know most at this point, but if not, you know, they produce minimalistic and Bauhaus inspired uh, design. And that's their, you know, design language to all of their watches. The founder initially, Roland Schwartner, was a photographer, a computer guy. He had no experience in the watch business. And two months after the fall of the Berlin Wall, it was founded, uh, Nomos. Uh, and it was at the same time as the new or the modern Alangudzon as well, and Glasut, the original. And this really started to give the rebirth in Glasut at the time. Langa, which was owned, has been owned by the Richmond Group, and Glasut original now by the Swatch Group since 2000, Nomos still remains independent. And one of the few true independents uh, in the watchmaking world. So if you think of independence, it's easy to go to Patek, Eau de Marpiguet, FP Jaune, and these like high horology ones. And then you can go to other glasshoot independent watchmakers such as Moritz Grossman. Nomos had existed, had existed before, but only for a short run in the early 90s. And the headquarters uh, has about 300 employees. It was a train station that uh, in Glashut that they ended up converting. And it's adjacent to Langa and Glashut Original. And it's not far from the other town's watchmakers. So you can walk the entire town apparently in a number of minutes. I think it's like 15 minutes. And the rest of the company's employee works at their in-house studio, uh, Berliner Blau in central Berlin. For a watch to actually hold the name Glashut, at least 50% of the value must be produced locally in Glashut. And Nomos uh, took years to achieve that after it to produce its in-house movement in order to get that uh, stamp. Another one here is interesting, is a member of the Deutsche Werkbund, which is an association of artists in Germany, architects and designer. It was founded in 1907 and gives the rise to, and it helped give the rise to the Bauhaus movement and dis associated design ethos of the early to mid-1900s. So the vision of Schwartner's was to create these modern and beautiful stylish watches, along with the right craftsmanship that existed once in glass suits. What was I reading here that I thought was interesting? Uh, uh, so far, I haven't okay. heard anything. So are you going to start? Well, I'll let you know when I hear are something you interesting. Start? <laughs> so one of the standout features of Nomos itself is their in-house mechanical movements. They manufacture their own movement. Uh, and they're actually very beautiful. Hand-winding, automatic. Some of their movements are even equipped with a swing system. And they actually have their own proprietary escape system. In terms of their collections, they have the Tangente, which is one of the earliest and their most, I guess, iconic uh, lineups. That's the one that I have how uh, have now. Round case, minimalistic delight, straight lugs, very Bauhaus principles. They have the Orion. My brother owns that one. It's characterized as well by a round case, but slim profile, much more elegant, it seems, simplicity, less in the Bauhaus. The Ludwig is more classic. So that one doesn't, is not really Bauhaus. That one has the Roman numerals, really traditional aesthetic. You have the club, which to me, I almost called it a field watch, not because you're in the military field, but this is like they're more sporty. It has a cushion shape, bold numerals, 100 meters of water resistance, and it's more casual. They actually put it as like, oh, it's the first serious watch you can give to someone. And they even have one called the club campus, which is like once you graduate from school, you get a club campus. The Metro, which stands out in their unconventional typography, it also has like a power reserve. It's a little bit different than Metro. It has this like, this. it's again minimalistic, but has a, a different feel to it. The Ahoy is a take of like, I find the Tangente, but Ahoy meaning like Ahoy maybe the pirates say. Like Chips Ahoy. Oh, <laughs> Chips Ahoy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has fought water resistant <laughs> cases and it's suitable for up to, to, to diving and other outdoor activities. The one thing they don't have is high horology, but they produce precious metal luxury watches in platinum and gold that go up to $20,000. While I'm saying $20,000 for their luxury ones, 
Their other prices are actually in the mid to high end level in pricing. And they are bang for buck among the best you can get. You are getting an independent brand. You're getting in-house movement. You're getting something from Glasshoot, which is considered a mecca of watchmaking. If you like what their reputation has, they may not have the history length, but in the watch community, they are very, very well respected. They have great traditional watchmaking expertise and very recognizable uh, designs onto itself. They've won 170 international prizes for watchmaking, such as the Grand Prix de Religie de Genève, the Red Dot Best of the Best, and the Good Design Award. They've even won, as re- in recently in 2021, the Green Good Design for the Tangente Neo 41, as well as the Good Design Award for the Metro Neo Matic 41. They also cooperate with Doctors Without Borders since 2012 because um, they want to get involved in sustainability and social matters. And they will soon have produced and sold 10,000 watches in support of the Nobel Prize winning organization. That's over 1 million euros donated to emergency aid. The the latest model, Tangente 38, 50 ans de Médecins Sans Frontières, is the first to be made available worldwide and marks 50 years of Doctors Without Borders. Fun fact, Nomos Glasshut is the largest manufacturer of mechanical timepieces in Germany. Nobody else produces more watches than this company. Is it mechanical? Mechanical timepieces in Germany. That's crazy. I was shocked when I read that. And I looked it up multiple places yeah, to make sure. Crazy. Yeah, I was like, what? The Nomos R&D team is led by, led by Mirko Hein, which is the co-founder of the independent Langunhind. So if you look them up, they're a high horology brand. All the way back in 2001, make watchmaking apprentices Marco Lang and Mirko Hein teamed up to start their own manufactory in Dresden. One year later, they introduced their first watch at Basel to critical acclaim. However, in 2002, Hein left the young brand to head the Nomos research and development team and has created proprietary innovations innovations such as the swing system, the DUW3001 movement. And um, so Marco Lang has actually kept the name of the brand and continues to produce about 50 watches a year. So that's a little bit about Nomos into itself. That's why I chose them. I think they're an incredible independent brand. They need more love. I, I have one here. I'm going to, I think I'm going to buy another Nomos eventually. We talked about the Neomatsik on the bracelet with 200 meters of water resistance as a GATA watch, they are, I think, underrated. And I think we've moved away a little bit as we've, as folks develop their watch love system, uh, their watch love journey, because they're like, oh, they're minimalistic. I went away from that. I want something different. But when you circle back and you see what they're able to carry, they are incredible. Not only Bauhaus, they go into minimalism in different ways. Anyways, I'll talk about what I would build as a collection then uh, when we get back to the picks. But uh, okay. do you want to talk about your brand now? Uh, yes. Or, or like before to. you'd like to comment on Nomos? <laughs> uh, yes, that'd be nice as well. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not, I've never been like a huge fan of Nomos. And uh, I think it's because very quickly when my watch enthusiasm developed, I went away from liking the Bauhaus styles. And I, I like the, basically the more complex it is, the better. Uh, but at the same time, I do really like a few specific versions, and I really like that new Ahoy that was just released a couple months ago or a month ago. Very, very cool version. Uh, uh, very unique. Like, really, there's nothing that I've seen that compares to them. And I think, as a brand overall, they have that unique look. Meaning, like, you see a Nomos, you know it's a Nomos. It, there's not a lot of brand that can say that because a lot of them kind of look like a little bit like that, a little bit like this, but this is like, it's a Nomos. It's like seeing a Cartier Santos and you know it's a Cartier Santos. You know? It's impressive they were able to do that. Yeah, it's amazing. But I, I will say one thing about Nomos. When you look at it and you spend time with it and you look closely at it, they really execute well. It's very impressive. Everything is very, very high quality. And for a Glassout brand that does uh, his own, has its own manufacturer, prices are just crazy competitive. Crazy competitive. Everything on their website is taxes and included. Uh, in, uh, taxes and duties included. So they're very, very, very impressive. If you can buy local too, if you're in Germany or so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, awesome. Uh, and that awesome fun brand. fact about them producing the the mechan- <laughs> that they produce the most uh, uh, watches in Germany. It's crazy mechanical timepieces. Shocked. But it's mechanical. Is it mechanical or mechanical automatic or mechanical Me- mechanical mechanical timepieces? Okay, so it doesn't really specify. Well, unless they're producing chronographs for something that we don't know about, that's insane. <laughs> their lineup is their lineup. Well, I, I, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, I guess they could. I mean, Germany in general, like if it's Glasuta, they they don't have big productions. But like, I would think Zin should should be number one, right? Or 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 some 
don't know where Brenda's very well there, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But Zin then again doesn't have a major like operation. Probably not as crazy as we think is what I mean. It's probably a nicer small probably small small shop. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna jump into my pick and I don't think I even told you. You'd even about tell me this I was insulted. I, really, I didn't tell you. No, I was yeah. But that was that was my intent. <laughs> my pick is Dobo, so like, oh god, that's why we have to talk. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> my my pick is Comos. <laughs> The so the brand that I went with and Carl will be very happy because it's also Carl. Can I but guess? It's Carl F. Booker. Oh, well, it's, I wasn't going to yeah, guess go that. Though. Guess. No, I was going to guess Bell and Ross. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, not really because they don't have their own manufacturer. I was about to say, and I kind of went. So I kind of went with a brand that just that's the full-on independent brand. Anyway, so to to kind of I'll explain a bit how I why I picked a specific brand. Uh, this is one of a few Swiss brands that has m- more than a hundred, 140 years almost uh, in existence that has continuously existed. And this brand has never been owned by a, a large conglomerate. This brand has always been in the hands of the family. Family. It's always been a family business. I think it's the fourth generation bookers now. It started initially in uh, Lucerne, Switzerland in 1888. Would you call it a family affair? You have to say yes. It is a family affair. Family affair. <laughs> <laughs> taboo diaries remember that monkey <laughs> gif that was like yeah unimpressed monkey playing drums yeah every time there's a pando i, I use that. the husky dog that's my thing yeah love the husky that dog. works as well so anyway yes family affair they started in 1888 in lucerne switzerland uh, when uh, carl friedrich Bucherer opened a watch and jewelry boutique like pretty much you know everybody else at the beginning of their careers they very quickly recognized the untapped potential in wristwatches and invested into its own uh, production his sons ernst and carl edward Bucherer became watchmaker and goldsmith respectively and by 1919 they started their own watch manufacturing. In the early 20th century, uh, when the Suns took over, they became, uh, they started to create their own first uh, wristwatches, and they also one of the first companies to initially adopt uh, a watch strap, which is something that you kind of take for granted today, but, you know, they're one of the pioneers of this, let's say, idea. By 1948, they started focusing a lot on chronographs, and you can see that if you look at their collection, that uh, I would say... If, Book, bookers today are more chronograph centric and some of their most famous models are chronographs and they have very very different versions of different sizes and colorways and so on so that was in 1948 they started producing chronographs by 1968 they've have they've already had manufactured 15,000 high precision certified chronometers jesus and that is quite a lot i think considering that that was a 20 year span right at the beginning of the course crisis certified chronometers is became their kind of bread and butter Mm-hmm. By 1976, Jörg F. Booker, who is the third generation of the family, took over the company and they continued, let's say, pioneering different uh, innovations and technologies. One of them was eventually developing the CFV A1000 movement with a peripheral rotor, which allows for our, an unobstructed view of the movement. They've all eventually upgraded it, created a certified version of it, and then added a, a double peripheral tourbillon which showcased you know a lot of different advancements in technology that was recently actually in 2018 i think that that peripheral technology is one of their flagship achievements uh, which is you know company's pride and passion which they continue to showcase today even a lot of the peripheral movements the not rotors i mean yeah lately they have been heavily involved in the cinema uh, as we all know ken reeves and john wick movies was wearing a carl of booker watches and you know it's advertised quite a bit i mean that's kind of what omega was doing carl i think that's why carl likes it so much he really likes john wick Uh, too much yeah a little bit too much a little too much like it's it's concerning it's not like let's watch it i'm interested yeah there's just like well you know one one too many posters of keanu reeves in his room it's not you know it's a bit too much why you smell so good when you're watching this movie carl (laughs) why did you dress up like you're ruminating yeah odors yeah it's pheromones i feel like it's unhealthy it's just yeah it's 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 unhealthy and recently in 2016 they have opened up a contemporary manufacturing headquarters in langnau switzerland or leno i'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it and uh forgive me people from switzerland they adopted four distinct brand worlds maison and heritage entertainment and style travel and exploration and sports and adventure so like i said they i think uh, offer 
an interesting collection from a brand that has a lot of history, spanning over 135 years. Uh, they also are pretty big on vintage watches. So if you are going on Chrono 24, you're going on a lot of, let's say, websites that I think like Time Titans that uh, uh, I think Carl actually purchased from, uh, Booker from. You can find a lot of really cool vintage pieces. They do, because of, let's say, historical archives, they also use a lot of design cues from those uh, watches. And they have some really appealing, nice models. They mostly focus on chronographs, but they do also have watches that are, let's say, different types. They have they have a diver watch. They have uh, a lot of dress watches. I mean, they do have high horology tourbillons. We're not talking not talking about them. Uh, I I, I want to preserve my kidneys for later. But uh, if you are to build a collection from an independent brand, I think Carl Booker could be an interesting brand to look into Candidate. because mm-hmm. because they associate with something that is family owned for a long period of time has crazy significance and some really really nice looking watches and interesting technologies it's very good cool so now we go to our picks yeah we go one back and forth each let's do that sort of thing. let's do that i, I kind of have four because there's one of them as an alternative i can add a four sure. there's no problem yeah. <laughs> the first that i'll have i'll add is the watch that i'm wearing the Nomos Tangente is the most original, I would say, excellent executed Bauhaus. So if anyone ever, like, I really like the Bauhaus, I could never get into, you know, I, I never had a watch that I could get other than people thinking of those fashion watches. It had its moment. But if you want Bauhaus, you want to properly executed the straight lines, the straight lugs, the round case, the numerals, the way that it's all written, the Tangente is the one for you. You can customize it for an open case, back, closed case, back. Now comes on a steel bracelet. This watch is just has everything. It's drilled lug holes. You can put it on your any kind of strap that you want. But it is perfect Bauhaus execution. It melts away on your wrist, I tell you. I wear this one 38 millimeters. Don't get thinking so don't think because it's 38 millimeters it sits small it is all dial folks it just sits on your wrist it is all all dial and of course like all nomos it is incredibly incredibly thin just beautiful execution small seconds uh on the dial um exposed case back very just perfect watch um that'd be my first pick as a dress watch, dress dress timepiece from that collection in my in my collection, more the dressy one. Yeah, I'll go with that. Good dressy. Could have gone with the Orion, but I'll go with dressy. Okay. Well, I'm. I could start with the dressy again, also, but uh, I kind of wanted to. I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess. I, doesn't matter. I um I wanted to go with their flagship. I think what uh, you know the uh, the Booker watches are most famous for it's the chronographs. Yeah. So this is their Monero uh, collection. This is Monero mm-hmm. Flyback specifically. Flyback is a function that allows you to restart the chronograph without having to reset it, which is awesome. They offer those watches in very different color variations, and some of them are f- just fantastic. The one that I really like is the one that has like a, I would say like almost like a midnight blue kind of a faded out color. Gray it, slate, that yeah, one, maybe yeah, gray slate, but gray it has a bit croc- of a bluish in there. I think, like, it's just a just yeah, a little bit of a little tint or hue. I don't know the, how the painters call it. Is it? Uh, I think Hugh knows. I don't know Hugh. I think yeah, Hugh knows no. like Hugh Grant. I don't no, know. I thought Hugh Laurie or Jackman. Yeah, he's not a real doctor though. No. So yes, so yes, this one is just that one is beautiful. gorgeous. This is the, the specific. There are two variations of this watch. There is one that is uh, well. There is one. God damn it, Dimitri! It says dial bluish gray. <laughs> Thank That's God. what it's called. Success. Bluish gray with a Louisiana, Louisiana alligator strap. And I, I get to keep my driver's license. Yeah. The uh, the one the the version that I picked uh, for anybody listening, it's the uh, reference number zero zero dot dot ten. 919.08.93.01. It's a 43 millimeter uh, chronograph, flyback chronograph called Monero. It has, again, inspiration from the historical uh, watches that they've made. I think so. There's a watch f- from 1973 that this was uh, inspired by or draws design inspirations from. Not a small watch, 43 millimeter case. Uh, it is, I think, quite thick, and I'm going to find it's it's 14.45. It's a big boy, and it's a 43. I think because it's a 43, the 14.45 looks pretty good on it. It's a very proportional size, but it's not a small watch. But we we tried this on when we were in watch time in New York. Luxury brands like this, they know what they're doing. Dimensions do not pay it justice. Go try this on. It fits and sits wonderfully or find a youtube review you won't find one that'll say otherwise 
but yeah, we had a chance to try on 43. Don't get scared by that. It's really well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, for sure. And the the watch itself comes on a um, either I think it's an eight link bracelet, or you can get it on like a strap or a rubber strap. It honestly is a strap monster. It looks like from pictures, everything looks amazing with it. Again, because it's a Carl Booker, you get a manufacturer movement. That's uh, it's their own proprietary movement 56 hours of power reserve it's a chronograph with the date hour minute small seconds and a flyback mechanism you don't get a lot of water resistance which is you know i guess quite standard for chronograph watches that don't have any screw down pushers so it's 30 meters actually even worse than the speedmaster however what i mm-hmm. think is that as a package this only costs about 7400 canadian dollars uh, us dollars sorry so what about 9000 close to maybe a bit more canadian very competitive, I think, if you compare it to other chronographs of famous brands. But uh, a lot of them uh, maybe don't even use their own movements, but uh, upgraded, let's say, movement from big brands. So Tudor. can't go wrong with that. Yeah, Tudor does. Yeah. It is. But just to add, uh, because there's a lot of different variations of the watch, if, if the number 43 scares you as a case size, they do also have a version of Monero that is in 40 millimeters. Everything exactly the same, 7,400 US dollars. Same mechanism. The only difference is the case size, but however, I have to warn you, the height is still the same. So it's a smaller watch with 14.45 millimeters thickness. I don't know how that will look. I don't think I've tried the 40 millimeter version. I think wow, you tried the Tudor Black Bay Pro, which was 39 millimeters at 14 change, yeah. right? In thickness. Yeah. So it's not bad yeah. when it's well done. And it's a chronograph. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know if you're, are you going to talk about the bicompacts at any point? Because the one that I like is the Heritage Bicompacts Annual, which is the all black case. It has the Grand Dat right under the 12. I, I like that, that one. one is, uh, between the two, because I wanted to pick the one chronograph, between the two, I, I prefer yeah. the Monero. But uh, yeah. uh, the bicompacts is. Very cool. The Grand Dat, I love it. The black case is just wonderful. The uh, It has a Bukuru family case, case on the back. It's just a really nice bi-compact. And the, the Grand Dat, the syringe hands, it is just stunning. I wonder how it looks, though, when you reset it, because I want to see that second, uh, the chronograph second must go right between the two date figures. You know what I mean? Because when you reset that chronograph, it's going to be right in the way of the date. <laughs> Yeah, unless it sits right between the numbers, which I think it does, that is a phenomenal and watch. Do I, I love those big date windows, kind of like what Lange Glassuta Original is known for. When you have two oh, separate, yeah. you you have two separate uh, kind of uh, feel, well feels not feels but like two separate squares for the day and the uh, and the. The first and the second digit of the date. So when they reset the, the the the, it's just to see that once they reset that chronograph hand, that it goes right up in the middle and doesn't cover that date in any which way. Which, from what I see in the pictures, it does not. It falls right perfectly in between uh, those two numbers. So just beautiful. I like the the PVD one, but they also have a steel one that has like the the panda dial. But anyway, just great. Yeah. My next pick. So I'm going to take away. I just had a dress watch. I'm going to go with like the field watch. That's the one I was mentioning before. The one that I would go with is in their club campus line. Uh, and just by the way, I don't think I mentioned it before, but the Tangente starts at under $2,000. It starts, I think you can get it. I just wanted to make be very clear here if I go into the Tangente, just to give you the, the pricing here, because there are 27 variations you can get on their website when I'm looking at it too. The Tangente, the classic one, starts at $2,470 Canadian. This includes taxes, by the way, and delivery to you directly. You can get it on a steel bracelet or you can get it, keep it on the Horween leather, which is among the best straps I've ever had for any watch altogether. If you want the Sapphire Crystal case back, you're going to be adding 400 bucks. So it's 2,800. So under 3,000, you got this watch. Now let's get into the watch that I mentioned before, the club, which was their like, get into your first serious watch, get this for someone who graduates. But the model that I like, and I was talking about it in the GATA, but I'm going differently, is the Club Campus 38 Night like the nighttime. So it is the black uh, dialed version. This watch comes starts at 1910 Canadian, but if you add the bracelet and you add this this crystal case back, you're looking at close to $3000 uh, with tax. There's no duties to import. It'll ship it directly uh, to you. The lead time is a few months, but this watch is absolutely beautiful. Very thick loom right written onto those figures. This has 100 meters of water resistance. It has rhodium plated, super low luminova, as I mentioned, blue luminescence, 20 millimeter lug width, 38 and a half millimeters diameters, 8.5 millimeters. So it's 
just melts away on your wrist. 48.9 millimeters lug to lug. Um, and 10 ATM, so it's suitable for swimming. The caliber that you find in it is an in-house built alpha movement that is 23.3 millimeters in diameter and only 2.6 millimeters thick, the movement in itself. 43 hours of power reserve, just absolutely stunning. Can't go wrong with this watch. This watch, you could just put it on a rubber strap, put it on the stainless steel strap that you can get it with if you want to add that money. The bracelets, the stainless steel bands that they have are just stunning. You could wear this watch to do whatever you want. Swim, go uh, do any kind of uh, of activity, and you'll be fine with this watch. Yeah. So that was my second pick as a yard work. This is, I'm going to call it the weekender. You got your dress watch during the week. You're going to work. You wear this when you're going out on the weekends just to do anything a little bit more uh, casual. Uh, this is the watch for you. You don't have to worry about getting it wet or anything as such. That's the second watch in my box or watch roll or whatever you want to call it. And just before I go to my pick, I kind of wanted to add, I don't know if you were planning to mention, but yeah. I just wanted to point out, like I think my favorite of all the Nomos is the Club Sport Neomatic. Yeah. Uh, I think last year that they released and they released different color variations. One of them is like the, the blue, I think they call Petrol. Yeah. Not the blue, sorry, the green is called Petrol. Uh, and the blue is Polar. They are so nice. And these are the watches from Nomos that I saw and thought that I want to own one of those. Oh yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, it's just a beautiful watch. The bracelet is incredible. I've tried it. It's just fantastic. Oh, all right, so much, uh, so many good watches, uh, so little money. Oh yes. All right, so my second pick, and uh, I'm going to go into dress watches now. So I kind of have a few different versions. They have, I think, I think one of the dress watches was something that uh, uh, Keanu was wearing in John Wick. I don't remember exactly which one it is, but I think it's one of the. I mean, they're still Maneros, and uh, you have the. You have the, the two versions, the Monero Arrowdate, which are both dress watches of different sizes. There's a 42-millimeter version, and there's a 38-millimeter version. I think they're both really nice. They're slightly different shapes because the 38-millimeter version has very, very small lug width, so it looks like the, the strap is very narrow. The 42-millimeter version nor looks like a 42-millimeter version with a bit of a thicker bezel. They both have a very similar movement. Well, one of them has the 1960-1965 movement, the other one is 1950. Similar sized and similar power reserve, 38 hours. However, a slightly different number of joules. There are uh, 25 joules in the smaller version, 26 in the larger one. Uh, the one that's 42 millimeters is 11.98 thick. It's not the thinnest, but it's a 42 millimeter dress watch. I guess it's a bit on the larger side. However, the lugs are quite short, so it's it, it sits quite well. They have different color variations. This is a nice pick, I think, for 3,800 US dollars. It has a three bar water resistance. I mean, that's kind of, again, standard for a dress watch. And the 38 millimeter is very similar, but it's quite a bit thinner. It's only 8.75. Similar, uh, let's say everything else, every other stat is similar, but it is cheaper. It's twenty nine hundred dollars instead of thirty eight US. Now there is another version which I think is pretty cool. That's called Monero Peripheral. So the major difference between that and the Monero Auto Dates is that it has a small seconds subdial and different movement. It's a, a Booker eight twenty fifty movement, thirty three joules. It has its peripheral technology, like I mentioned when I was describing the brown at the beginning of uh, the show. Cork certified chronometer, power is over 55 hours, date, hour, minutes, more seconds. That one is a really, really cool watch, showcasing that ridiculous movement because it comes with an open case back. The movement takes most majority of the backside of the watch, so there's not a lot of bezel around it. It kind of looks almost like a, you know, like a high horology Lange. Or, uh, you know, like, um, I would say like a Glasuta original Senator collection when they have an open case back that show like basically end to end. It's the movement. Very cool. It's, uh, again, unfortunately, one thing that I'm not a biggest fan is that it's only three bar. This watch could have benefited from being slightly more water resistance. And if it was, it would have made this watch, I think, a Gada. At least five. Yeah. Or, or 10. Well, just 10 bar. Case. It yeah. would have made this watch a gara because this watch, it looks sporty because of the bezel is slightly thicker around, so it does give it a bit of a heft. If uh, And it's super wearable. It's only 40 millimeters in diameter. It's 11.2 thick. Gorgeous watch. Not cheap. 8,400 US dollars. But again, if the water resistance was slightly better, this could be a gara 
comes on a pretty nice bracelet, but you can also put it on a, uh, any strap of your choice, and I think it'll work. It has the those like would say Explorer they just the the flat bezel, not fluted bezel. They just vibes. And one th- last thing, sorry, I forgot to mention, is that that specific watch comes in a lot of different colors. There are, I think, five different color variations. Each of them is very awesome. There's like a salmon dial, there's a blue dial, there's a brown and a green. Every single one of those is like a very nicely executed one. Not too bright, very nice colors. I think a bit of a sunburst going on as well. I think it's a great choice for a, 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 like a one-watch collection dress watch. Incredible. Very nice. Now I'm about to blow your freaking mind. Nomos that I've picked here Uh-oh. is the Ahoy, the Neomatic, the 38 date in sky baby blue has been all the buzz these ones come in they're not trying to get on the train they've had this watch uh, for quite a while it's the reference 526 it comes in at 6300 canadian if you go that's expensive let me explain this is automatic with water resistance of 200 meters 38 millimeters it just sits super clean on your wrist it has a proprietary escapement the normal swing system and a patented nomos date mechanism in refreshingly sky blue. So thank you for asking, Dimitri. What is that patented date system? Well, I'll tell you. So the first thing I'll start is the watch is only 9.9 millimeters in height. Listen to what I just said, 9.9 millimeters in height, and it is an automatic movement. So there is a rotor. It comes with Neomatic, which which means for them that it has the DUW6101 automatic movement from Deutsch Uwenwerk Nomos Glashut proprietary escapement swig system and this is cool the patented date mechanism has a quick adjust in both directions which means um, you can turn the date forward or backwards as well like i said 200 meters of water resistance you can wear it to go scuba diving if you wish wish the date mechanism is placed around the outside of the movement meaning you have a large display date in this slender movement so not only do you have the like i said the manual wind not only do you have an automatic movement, you also have a date complication. It is so slender that the date wheel is four times smaller than usual, which means you have to you, which means it turns four times in 24 hours and has a locking of only 90 minutes. So modern mechanics is less than 10 modern mechanics in less than 10 millimeters. So it is quite remarkable what it can carry as a sports watch. In the crown in itself, it has a nice red ring that tells you if the crown is closed or not, ready to go diving, a reinforced bezel and crown guards, which really forces it to say, you can take this to go and do anything you need to uh, from a sports perspective. But this watch also looks really good. You can wear it with a suit. You can wear it casually and you can go swimming, even go scuba diving with this watch. It has everything that you could watch, uh, that you could want. It has the light blue dial. It has dark blue dials in the Atlantic, I think it's called. It has everything you could you could desire. This one is definitely on my shortlist because it is just absolutely brilliant. That is my second pick. My, I call that you my know, diver. It's it's amazing. I The only thing I'm curious about is that it the lugs, the shape of the lugs looks a little bit very angular, you Strict. know what I mean? Like very sharp edges. I'm curious how comfortable it is to wear. If it's anything like but my it's, Tangente, it's, it's gorgeous. If it's anything like my Tangente, it is really comfortable. Anyway, probably similar because it's the same brand, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah, yeah, this thing is the same like family, but okay. <laughs> Uh, it's awesome. I, I especially for anybody listening, highly recommend go to the Nomos website, check out their pages of watches, specifically the Ahoy that we're talking about right now. Because they have videos and super high resolutions, like uh, um, zoomed in photos of that watch, it's it's crazy. The attention detail is amazing. If you get the engraved case back, it's it's beautiful. I lo- I love that that red ring when you pull out the crown. That is a cool move. Usually, they don't decorate the, the crown mechanism. Itself. Just to let you know. So it's just like steel. Yo, whatever, make sure right? this thing is but closed. But this one is very cool because it's yo. Imagine it rings. Yo. It's open, <laughs> like bitch. a fire alarm in the house. <laughs> very cool, very nice watch, very unique. Oh yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll at some point I'll pull the trigger on the Nomos. Hundred percent. It seems to be an awesome watch to wear. And then you know the other thing to consider is that this brand has been around for thirty years, plus years now. Yeah. So, and because you know, sometimes it's scary to invest into the watch brands that make their own movements that are brand new. And uh, this is not but the they're case. They're very this is well the watch regarded. Brand that you can be very safe. They're very well regarded. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. So my last pick 
is a dive watch from uh, Booker. That watch is called Patravi Scuba Tech. So this one is like a super tooly, big watch. Like looks, you know, gives me that ball watch company vibes. It's pretty intense. Well, you'll see when I'm talking about the specs. So it's a it's a diver watch that comes in a variety of different colors. 44.6 millimeters. It's a watch that's also cost certified. However, it's only 38 hours of power reserve, but I think that the movement that they have is a similar movement to the one of the, uh, I think, previous dress watches. I think it was the, the Monero Arrowdate that has the, the same 1950, but this one is dot one because this one is a cost certified uh, version of it. It's a 44.6 millimeter, like I said, watch height is 13.35, so it's not very thick, considering that this watch is 50 bar. Like I said, it's a beast, and it looks the part. It, it looks like it's an indestructible piece. It's a stainless steel ceramic bezel, automatic helium valve, which is super cool, screw-down crown, crust, uh, a sapphire crystal anti-reflective coating on both sides. This watch is not cheap. It's 7,700 US dollars. comes on a a five-link steel bracelet. It is very angular. I think the design is quite unique. The knurling on the bezel is very aggressive. It looks like you can rotate it with a glove on, you know, because it, it will catch and then you'll be able to do it. It's 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 a powerful watch. I would, to be honest, not pick it. It's not necessarily my taste. Uh, I don't like the word scuba tech. But it's a good fit in that collection you but just it shared. It's a great fit if you are to pick all watches from the same brand. Yeah, absolutely. So does that cover it? Did we just finish our three watch Did collection for each one of those Is brands? This complete? I think. I think it's. I think we it's just good. do it. I think it's done. I think we can just check out. I think that's it. This was fun. Uh, just one thing. We hope you're satisfied. I know we, we are. are different. I mean, who cares, right? It's just for us, pretty much. Nobody's listening, anyways. The the one thing that I wanted to mention is, as I was picking brands, a few other brands came to mind. Norcane. Oh yeah, what did you have in your short list? Norcane was one of those. Nice. Uh, Orage as well. I had Orage. That was the oh, one yeah? I was going to do initially. With a K2 proprietary movement, that is amazing yeah. brand. The one thing I think that kind of scared me, not scared me, but I, I was considering, again, I was considering the number of years that the company has existed as one of the re- yeah. factors to pick a watch brand. So, you know, it was a no, bra- no let's say, a no-brainer to pick uh, a company that's 140 You'd have to old. think, are they still going to be in business? That sort of thing. Especially Orage offers a Swiss tourbillon. I think they don't, you can't even get it now because I think they sold out, but they were offering a Swiss tourbillon for under 10K. And they also had the service prices up online. That it'll be like five hundred dollars to to service your tourbillon um, every time you brought it in, but I think up to seven hundred or four hundred some US or something. I was like, if you know what you're getting into, and if you know the brand's been around forever, keep them coming, uh, Orage. Keep doing it because they do some really nice things. Do you know of brands that have ceased to exist, let's say, not too long ago, and their watches are completely non-popular, lost their value? Because I feel like maybe we, maybe we were scared for nothing. Meaning, even if they go out of existence, the, the watches are still going to be, you know. I I think the issue. Valuable. I think you mentioned like, forget the value. I think is that when you get into in-house, is that is it serviceable? That's the problem because maybe like I can't get parts for this. I'm sorry, you're totally fucked. It's nothing wrong. Like people can be like, well, maybe my watchmaker can take care of it. But I'll give you an idea. Reservoir, who I love. François Moreau, and I want to buy a reservoir. And I'm looking at them go, and the, I almost got the Popeye. I'm not the big enough fan of Popeye, but he has some great character watches there. That guy put in a beautiful 120-piece module on an ETA. And that module makes it... Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm always Our listeners need yeah. to hear the word. <laughs> let's, let's, let's our listeners do their homework. <laughs> That's a cult. You're so fucking funny. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I know what you mean. Our listeners have to figure it out. Let them do their homework. Retrograde. Retrograde. That's what Sorry. I was going to say. Come on. Of course. All of their watches are inspired by having a retrograde minute or hour. Some kind of retrograde the proprietary module. That module breaks and if reservoir is out of business, very difficult to fix. It doesn't mean that your watchmaker will be able to say, I can fix that module that they've laid on it. That's what's difficult. Oxen Jr., they've modified with simplicity some specific things, but they've made proprietary components that they've added to those ETA movements. That annual calendar, they added like 10 pieces, but if they ever go out of business, how are you supposed to service these watches? That is, I would think, more of the fear than the losing of the value of the brand goes under. 
But if they can't, if they go under, you can't service the movement. That's tough, for sure. But another watches like Nevada that are coming out with some really beautiful reissues. If Nevada wasn't here tomorrow, you could get all those movements service sure. anywhere else. And that's I think part Not of the using appeal. Nevada as any example. Yeah, but. like Olic and Weiss, a lot of those brands yeah. that are revived. Uh, it's part of the appeal probably is that you know it's not. It's not the end of the world if something happens. Hopefully it doesn't, obviously, but because they make really good stuff. And the historically, the big noise around this, you even heard it, was when Tudor, when the Pelagos went with their in-house movement, the, the Manufacture Calibre, people were like, oh, I want that I want that ETA version because it's easier to service. I don't care about the in-house. Some people do, and some people don't. If it was well-priced, those Black Bays also had, uh, they didn't have proprietary movements either. And they were like, oh, shit, this is going to cost more to service and parts won't be easy to come by. And, uh, sometimes people go, no, I don't care about it. I just want the brand name and I want the movement that can be serviced and you know, at least it's well-regulated. And that's why they're so picky on the price. Well, give me a good price without that. Yeah, 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 for sure. You might be buying problems, but for rich people, they don't care. They're like, I'll find a watchmaker to fix this. It's all yeah. good. My uh, in-house watchmaker <laughs> who lives in the shed outside of my... <laughs> Works at the basement. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, this was fun. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any suggestions of other cool independent brands that you can make a collection of, send it our way. You know how to find us on Instagram. If you don't want to send us anything or if you didn't enjoy this, well, just keep it to yourself. We don't want to hear anything about it. So. Exactly. Go yell at your boss at work. Exactly. <laughs> how your yeah. week's been ruined. Go get fired. Exactly. <laughs> right. Don't let us know about it. We don't care. All right. Bye, everybody. See you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you like our podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Big Black Clock Watch and through email at info at bigblackclock.watch. Happy hunting, and we will see you on the next episode.